With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Yannick Hanfman. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. This is Sebastian Wolfer. I'm Andrea Whistler. I am Francisco Serundolo. And, and you're listening, listening to the podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> hey, welcome back, tennis fans. It's that time of year again, and it is time for our predictions for 2024. We got a few right in 2023. Uh, I got more right on the men's. You got more right on the women's, JG. How do you think we're going to fare in 2024? And is there going to be any recency bias in some of these predictions? That's what I want to know. Well, I'm in the privileged position to know because I've seen your predictions and I've obviously done mine. So you've not seen my predictions yet. Uh, I kind of saw you. I did mine in uh, notes before. I didn't copy any of yours before you start accusing me. And um, yeah, looking forward to this video. Of course, it's a video we do every year just before the 2024 season starts. It's often very difficult to... I, feel, I find it's very difficult if you want to take a risk. Because the risk can be very embarrassing. I know last year he had a Nick Kyrgios one inside the top 10. I don't think that was very smart because he's not a consistent player. This year I've made a few, but not many. Uh, I made a, I've made a few more on the women's. Um, but my initial reaction to yours as a, as a collective was I think you've played it very safe. And I'm hoping you get bitten for playing it too safe. Well, last year I was very, very risky. I think we remember on the women's yeah. I was... I was booting out a lot of them, Pagula, Jabir. <laughs> I even booted out Kasparud on the men's, which actually proved to be right. So I was taking a lot of risks, but sometimes you don't get the rewards for those risks. And on the women's side, I was thoroughly embarrassed to not have some of the top players in my top 10. Will I have learned this year? I think from what you're saying is uh, maybe I have, but maybe I'm going to get punished for going the other way this year. 
But you'll all have to wait and see how we all yeah. get on. Yeah, that was my initial reaction, that Ben's not taken so much of a risk. And there's one position that really shocked me. Um, but we'll be speaking about it on the video. So stay tuned, everyone. And of course, make sure to play at home uh, too. So after this video is posted, you can put a comment in at the bottom with your top 10. And it will have the date there, so there's no cheating. And we'll be able to look back at them next year on our reacting video. So please all make, give us your 2024 predictions for the men's. We'll also be doing a women's prediction, which will be coming a little bit later on on the channel. So let's start with the ATP 2024 predictions. And before we get into number 10, I wanted to share some information with you. Okay. And that was this year, Taylor Fritz finished number 10. And he finished with 3,100 points. Okay. And the reason I think that's significant, of course, it can be different next year. Um, but that's just a good little benchmark. So you're expecting someone to be able to get around the 3,000 to 4,000 mark to get inside the top 10. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, so we need to know somebody who's going to be good, particularly at Masters events, I reckon. So if they're good and go deep in Masters, then you could be in and around that top 10 mark come the end of Win the year. Win a Masters, final of a Grand <laughs> Slam, maybe a few deep runs in, in 500s. Yep. A few 250s, pick them up, then you'll be in the top 10. So on that basis, this is why I'm trying to justify <laughs> my top 10 a little bit. <laughs> Okay. We have the ATP top 10 rankings. And here first up, go. here we go. I've gone for Rafael Nadal to creep inside the top 10. <laughs> he needs to get 3,000 points. I think he could do very well at Roland Garros. Um, and I think, based off the way he's playing at the moment, I see he's practicing with Holgoruna at the moment in Australia, that there was a... Uh, projected calendar. I don't know if this is official, probably not, but it seems like Rafael Nadal is aiming to play a lot of events this year. I think if he plays a lot of events, he will get top 10. It's all about if he can play because he's good enough for me to get for a few rounds in each event and that is enough to get into the top 10. All it takes is a semi-final at Monte Carlo, wins Barcelona, final of Roland Garros. He's there. Like, things like ask, that, you know. Yeah. It's a very big ask. I <clears throat> I totally agree with Is you. If he's playing ask, his no, but if he's playing his best, it's not a big ask. But if his body isn't he holding need up, to play then it's a best. massive ask. He doesn't need to play his best. Well, his body needs to be... What percentage he needs to play a lot of body... matches. If he can play a lot of matches in a lot of different events, he'll get top 10. It doesn't need to the... play his best. I think that is the problem. And don't forget, there's an additional tournament added into this year, which he is going to be wanting to win probably as much as... Roland Garros, Do you get which is points Olympics. for it, though? <clears throat> no, but it doesn't matter. He won't want Novak Djokovic to win the gold at the Olympics. So that will be probably yeah, trying to stop Djokovic. Though, isn't it? <clears throat> no, but it's still part of the season. He's still going to take like a little bit more battering on that body, playing grueling matches on a clay court again for a whole tournament. But it's so one of one those Jack things. Draper? Well, yes. recency bias <laughs> has come in. I mean, I think that we both have to give him credit. I know that it's not the same format as normal tennis, but I thought that he actually grew on me in this tournament. I've watched him play in like regular tennis, but in UTS, some of the shots he was pulling off were nothing short of amazing. Good. Yeah. Like 
on the stretch, passing shots past Holgeruna. He beat Holgeruna twice in well, the UTS. He was playing players who weren't treating it as an exhibition. There was quite a bit of money no. at stake, and they were all they were all trying to win. I mean, Kasper Ruud yep. really cared. Rublev really cared. Runa, like yep. you said, really cared. And they put everything into this. And yet he was able to beat all of them and was the best player by a mile. So I'm not, I'm not crazy at this. I think it's very brave. My prediction is I think he'll finish between 10 and 20 this year. And I don't think he'll make that extra jump. A bit like King Wing Zhang on the women's. I don't think he's yeah. quite ready. He's a little bit too... Fresh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure about injury-wise as well. He could be prone to one or two. He needs to grow into his body a little bit. I don't know. Maybe one season too early, but I think he's... Uh, the way he was playing, he certainly can. If he played like he did at UTS, for example, <laughs> for even half a season, he'll definitely be inside the top ten. That's how I think good the big was. thing's playing in playing in the hot conditions, playing in a cold London indoor uh, is different to playing in With hot aircon. Australia. Yeah, this is what I mean. I don't think it's the same. Draper needs to prove himself when it comes to the hot conditions, yep. and most of tennis is played in hot conditions. If he's able to do it and he's able to get his body in the right shape. He's definitely a top 10 player for the future, for sure. Yeah, good assessment. Right, number nine, I've gone for Hubi Hercatch. Uh, I always have him inside my top 10. I think as a server, there's not many better. I remember watching him <clears> against <throat> Djokovic last year at Wimbledon, and he was nothing sort of amazing, and yet still lost in straight sets, I believe. Yeah. We might have took a set, but he definitely lost constantly. Um, Djokovic, simply incredible, but... Her catch, I was watching it and I was thinking, against anyone else, he's going to win this match. Like, he wasn't missing any of his serves. I think his first serve win percentage was up there with like 80s, 90%. Crazy. He's a bit of a beast, her catch. And I think he's just always good value for a top 10. If he serves well, there's not many better in the world. Multi surface player. Uh, that's the one good thing about him as well. And I'm but hoping I've you've got... got him earlier on than nine, Ben, because you wouldn't ever <laughs> leave him out. Of course not. Stefano Sitipas, we always have him at number five. Well, this year, I'm going to go with number nine, sliding down a little bit. I feel that the distractions are still there off court, and I'm not sure if he's going to like maintain that high level that he even has across the early part of the year next year. I feel there'll be little tournaments that he may do well in, but I don't think it's going to be enough to get a top five finish this year. Well, let's go to the next one because I've got Sissipas at eighth. I've also gone with the same uh, thinking, thinking he's going to drop down a little bit. I was even tempted to take him outside the top ten. I wouldn't be surprised Ooh. if we see him miss a big part of the season. Um, it is possible. And we could see Sissipas sort of around 15, 16, or 20s. I, I wouldn't be that shocked about that, really. That's, that's, that's I was my feeling. tempted, but there was something in my mind that just thought... Yeah. When you watch him and he actually plays in a... Because he does sometimes play tournaments where he is the best player by a long like, mile, he seems really. To, he has played a lot of tennis in the last few years. And I feel he's going to play enough to be able to maintain a sort of top 10. It just depends yeah, on... I think so. It depends on how much he plays. Yet again, if he plays enough events, be like Rafa, he'll be inside the top 10. Uh, but I don't see it being that high. I think eight. I think he's going to be disappointed. There may be some of the slams. He'll enter, obviously, be in all of them. 
Probably not enough for second week, so I think we could see him go out first. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This week in a few of them. Yeah. I've gone for Zverev uh, as my number eight. I think it speaks for itself, really. Zverev, he's sort of, he's always in there or thereabouts. I don't think he's fully back yet. I still don't think even in 2024 he'll be fully back I think 2025 could be a year for Sasha Zverev uh, where he'll be fully fit fully firing but I still think he'll have some good runs maybe in one or two of the slams he'll probably win a Masters and that'll be enough to just secure him there just at the back end of the top 10 I've also gone for Zverev one in front (laughs) of Sissipas but in front of you I think um yeah, like exactly what you said. I just feel he will do better than Sissipas. I wasn't sure where he was going to be, but I think he, he's always going to be one better than Sissipas. I don't know what you mean. Uh, I've gone with Ben Shelton at number seven. This one, a new like introduction into the top ten. I mean, he had the possibility to even potentially make the tour finals come the end of the year had he had good results in Paris, but it didn't turn out that way. I still think that this kid, he's just just going to keep going up. The trajectory is just going to keep going up and up and up. The more confidence he gets, he's already got to a semi-final of a slam and a quarter-final. And this is just like his first real season in 2023. Imagine what 2024 is going to bring. I think it's only going to get better. He's had a tournament win already as well. I think, yeah, the sky's the limit for Ben Shelton. So this is where I was going to have Ben Shelton at 10. And Rafa at nine and Sissipas out. Ooh. But I didn't do that because I saw you put Ben Shelton so high. So this is the only time I've been slightly influenced with what you've done. And the reason for that Ooh. is I didn't want to have Ben Shelton while you've got Ben Shelton. Um, but I do like it. I think it's a sensible one, but I don't have him inside my top 10. Maybe he could just finish a little bit out. I'm banking on like a 12th. <laughs> just missing out. <laughs> right. On to, oh, going backwards one, go forwards one. Right, uh, and number six, you have gone for Holger Runa here. And is that dropping down from where he is in the rankings at the moment? Yep, and I think a large part of that is his in- inconsistency I saw towards the end of last year. There's no doubt he's one of the best players in the world, but there were some strange results I saw from him. Watching his mannerisms as well at the UTS, I saw someone who you can get under his skin at times and I just feel he's not going to perform as well as Andre Rublev. That's a simple, okay. that's what it come down to. I mean, for me, you've got the top four who we've both got and then you've got Rublev <laughs> and Runa in five and six. But I feel Rublev will perform better next year than Runa. So on that basis, Runa's sixth. It was sort of done like... The reason I got to Runa coming sixth is because I worked all the others out first and then he was left there. Yeah, sorry. He finished in eighth this year. So he's actually going up, not down. Yeah. Uh, just to correct myself there. So, yeah. Uh, I think I think we both 
see them in the same sort of scenario. It's just who's going to finish above the other. I've gone with Rublev. He finished the year in fifth. I think Holger Luna has more to offer, really, uh, when it comes to big slams uh, and matches. I, I don't think Andre, despite how great he is, yeah, but do you not it's think just that just goes to show that Rublev is so good in all of the other events? If he gets it together with the slams this year, he could be two or three. If and he doesn't need to win word. the slams, doesn't need to win the slams. I'm saying if he gets he semis and finals or quarterfinals, he will. He's never been be to like, a semi. If he can do it this year though and turn the corner, he'll probably be like second in the world because he gets so many other points throughout the season. But you're gonna have to face one of those big four, and that's the pro- he that's the need real. To win it. That's my point. Maybe he doesn't, but this is the thing. That's going to be the telling factor. He's obviously, lose to the when big we go four. Number... he's losing a bit early. He, need... he can get there. I feel. Rublev's got a good well, let's shot. Let's see because we... I think we know the number fives. Oh, we're going backwards. Here we go. Yeah, swaps round. I've got Luna at five. You've got Rublev at five. So pretty much the same argument there. I don't think we need to stick on that. And we've both gone for Daniel Medvedev there at number four. And yeah. slipping down, I finished the year at number three this year and sliding down thanks to one young Italian, I'm sure, uh, having his number come the back end of 2023. Yeah, that swayed me a little bit. I think Sinner was so good towards the end. That's the only reason why he sort of leapfrogged Daniel Medvedev. Uh, but now we're left with a big three, Sinner, Alcaraz, Djokovic. And I think you guys to say be a little bit surprised. <laughs> Um, you really could be. So number three, we've both gone for Yannick Sinner. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Was um, you tempted probably to gonna go be... two? I was tempted to go one, just for recency bias. But I have to check myself with a lot of these things because I have to remind myself we haven't seen him do anything like uh, what he's done at the back end of the year yet in a slam that's the one thing we're waiting for we're waiting for the big slam performance from Yannick Sinner yeah but it wasn't it still wasn't quite it didn't play Mm, anybody of note didn't play any of anybody of note up till Djokovic and then lost to Djokovic in straight sets even played well against Djokovic regardless but still Yannick Sinner until he proves himself across the slams I think and shows that he can beat big players in slams then I don't think he's going to enter into that top two picture. So where's Ben gone with Novak Djokovic, you all wonder? Well, he's exactly. gone number two. And this is a Ooh. big Novak Djokovic fan. Goes by the name of Nole Ben. And he's gone with <laughs> Novak Djokovic second. Julie will be absolutely yeah. devastated with, the, with you here. I apologise to all the Djokovic fans watching on Ben's behalf. We know he's a big fan. Why don't you believe in your man? Well, <clears throat> I do have some reasoning behind this, and I this was the hardest decision for me in all of these predictions. I was umming and ahhing, do I go Djokovic, do I go Alcalaz, do I go Djokovic, do I go Alcalaz? And then I just tried to like, think about what is going to happen throughout the year with how many slams can he win again like is he is it realistic that Djokovic is going to win all the slams pretty much again in 2024 there's part of my mentality I'm not going to give away my slam predictions but I just feel the Olympics is so important to him and some other records that I don't think it's going to be the same and Alcaraz is going to play many more matches than Djokovic in 2024 and look how it was quite close 
come the end of the year. I mean, he did balls it up, really. He had the opportunity to get world number one, Alcaraz, and balls it up right at the end of the year. He had that China swing, didn't do enough for me. But he's still learning, and he proved at the tour finals that indoor hardcore, he shut my mouth and uh, showed that he's actually really good to come the back end of the year now. I think that Alcaraz is always improving, and I think Djokovic is going to be taking more and more time to just fine pick what he's going to win each year. And, I mean, there's just part of me that just thinks, surely you can't win all the slam or nearly all the slams again. <laughs> and I've improved my position on Novak Djokovic the number two. I think last year I had him at six. So it's a really... <laughs> he's mean, a lot higher right now. <laughs> just stop. That's ridiculous. So maybe I'm a big Djokovic fan. You never know. Uh, number one... Of course, Carlos Alcaraz. I agree with what you're saying. He's just beaten Novak Djokovic in Saudi Arabia yesterday, yeah. I believe. I don't know yes. how much you want to read into that. I think it was 4 Not 6 6 4 6 4, very tight. Came back. Yeah, yeah I, I want to read into it a little bit because I feel between these two, when you're that good, there's no such thing as an exhibition. No. Nope. It feels a little bit different. Like when you're in your prime, like Alcaraz, and you've got a Djokovic there, I feel at any moment, he would never want to give Alcaraz the mentality that, oh, you can beat me, even in an exhibition. So most exhibitions I don't like, and I wouldn't read too much into it. But for some reason, this one in Saudi Arabia, I am reading a little bit more because I feel like both players would have given their all. I've not watched it all, but I've seen um, some tweets and I saw some shots actually. And from what people were saying online is that um, there were some really good moments and some high-level intensity, and they were surprised at how good the level was at the start of the year. That was the general consensus. So based off that, that proves my uh, my theory correct. But I think Carlos will have a great year. He's just he's a fantastic player, and um, yeah, I really hope he can get to year-end number one. I mean, the one thing that should be noted in that as well, that match against Djokovic is, I think for a mental side of his game, that's so important for Alcaraz because he lost so convincingly to Djokovic at the tour finals. I mean, there was nothing he could have done. Djokovic just played out of this world. But to get one back over on him just before the season starts is mentally so important for Alcaraz heading into Australia because who knows, they might meet again and... I don't know, actually, if that's a good idea because Djokovic normally <laughs> tries to beat you if you beat him the last time you, you played. But I feel that that will give Alcalaz a little bit of an incentive to say, just to say, oh, I know I can do it. I did it fairly recently. And you, you say it's an exhibition, but we both know we were, we're both trying to win that match. So It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I quite liked it. I quite liked the fact Alcaraz it may have swayed my decision slightly because I was literally just like swapping them in places. I was like, mm. and it just pushed me over the edge a little bit. I think that that result. But well, Moratoglu yeah, reckons Djokovic will finish year end number one, so he's spoken on yep. that. This is our top ten. 
The big difference is, is you've gone for more youth in Draper and Shelton, <clears throat> and I've gone for more experience in the Dow and Hercatch. That's what I've noticed anyway. Apart from that, we've got all the same players. I've got Nadal creeping in 10. You've got Draper creeping in there. And then I've got her catching knife. You've gone for Shelton to really push in and get in the mixer. Uh, let us know in the comments section who do you agree with more. And of course, give your top 10 below. To be ranking these next year, we have a format, right, Ben? You've got a, a, a ranking well, system. Yes, there was, a, there was a lot of people that came in and just were saying, well... Based upon the old ranking or the point system, if I'd have got all nine right uh, in the right right place and Kyrgios was wrong, I would have still lost. So I was like, yeah, actually, it doesn't really make much sense if we do it like that. So I tried to devise this. We can still amend it. I just did this as a bit of a provisional. See what you think. This is what I've gone with with uh, this idea. So if you get their exact... Uh, top 10 position just one point finish inside the top 10 so they finish anywhere in there then you get three points for them if they finish outside between 11 and 20 you get five points 21 to 30 10 points 31 to 40 15 41 to 50 20 points 50 to 125 and then over 130 points I can agree. Put it on put it on air right now. On the record, I agree <laughs> to these rules. One thing I would like changed is ranked 500 plus. I think you should get 100 points. Okay. Well, have to hope Rafa <laughs> finishes outside the top 500 then. If you want that one added on there. But yeah, uh, this was to no. stop any of those lopsided injury yeah. problems. That was the whole thing. Well, and to confirm, it's the lower the lowest points will win. Yes, correct. Okay. There you go. Right. Well, that's the rules. Let's get on to the Grand Slam prediction. So there's a little difference and a twist this year because, of course, we've got the four Grand Slams and we've also added the Olympics in there. So we'll be predicting the Olympics too. Let's start off with Australia. Last year, I famously had Djokovic winning no slams. Do (laughs) I have him winning any slams this year? Yes, I do. I'm going to be going for Novak Djokovic to win the Australian Open. And Ben is joining me on that prediction. Yep, most definitely. I feel that he is the man to beat. He knows it like the back of his hand. He's going for number 11. And you saw how, say, easily he won it last year. He was sort of partially injured and he only dropped one set to uh, the qualifier, wasn't it? Enzo, I think was it Enzo Cuoco? Yeah, I think he just dropped one set in in the whole tournament. So if he could do that when he's partially injured, imagine if he's fully fit. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's going to start the year really well, like he he ended it and could fizzle out as it goes on. So I'm going to have Djokovic winning the first slam of the year. On to the next one, Roland Garros. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) This is my favourite oh. Grand Slam. We have the return of Rafael Nadal. <laughs> I think he's going to go all the way and win it. And that's why he's inside my top 10, because he's going to win Roland Garros. Like Moratoglu said, he's not here to make up the numbers. For him, any this season, if he doesn't win Roland Garros, it's a disappointment. If he plays and doesn't win it with his record, he will be extremely disappointed. People are very yeah. quick to write him off, myself included. And he's not been looking good. Everything's indicating this is his last ever season. That's pretty much a well-known thing. 
he's struggling fitness-wise, physically. I think he's got a big magic moment left in him and I just want to see him on his knees at Roland Garros celebrating with Ben Cryan. <laughs> for one reason or the other. Uh, <laughs> I've gone for Carlos Alcalaz. I mean, I think last year everyone can agree the final before the final was Djokovic versus Alcalaz. The reason I've not gone for Djokovic in this one, uh, I, I have to say, and I will agree, if Rafa Nadal is coming into that tournament and he is looking like Rafa Nadal that can win Roland Garros, it's going to be tough to stop him still winning it. That's my honest opinion. There's part of me still thinks it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a struggle the whole start to the year. I personally still didn't think he should be playing the first part and just focusing on the clay. We'll see how that plays out. He obviously knows better than me. I don't. I don't know what I'm talking about. Alcalaz, though, he was only. It was only fatigue and the fact of the moment that got to him in last year's French Open. I think up until that point, it was pretty level with Djokovic in that match, and I thought it was a really entertaining first couple of sets. I think if he gets rid of that fatigue and the mental side, he's the man to beat at Roland Garros. Uh, and I don't think. I think Djokovic will have one eye on the Olympics. The whole year. And after, if he wins Australian Open, I think the eye now goes to the Olympics more than it does to Roland Garros, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't see Djokovic winning Roland Garros. I mean, Rafa won is a big take. I'm not, it's going to be a really big ask for him to win it. But I don't think Djokovic will win it. And I don't think Alcalaz will either. I think we could see someone else. Um, we could see Rude. Alex in. <laughs> Finally. I don't, know. I don't know. We could see Rublev. Or something strange. Oh, I you stop pushing the Rublev train. <laughs> <laughs> or Runa. Um, let's move Amazing. on to Wimbledon. And we, we're in agreement, Ooh. Ben, again, with Yannick Sinner. Wow. I did say this on a podcast a few months ago. Um, when Well, probably a month ago when Sinner was performing so well. I did say I fancy him to win Wimbledon. And I'm going to stick with that prediction. I think he is a very good player on the grass. His serve will work well. His game, I think, is perfectly accustomed because it's got that Roger Federer feel um, to the grass. And I feel like he's going to win Wimbledon this year. Yeah, I think he's Maybe got a bit the serve. There as well. I think he's got the, the hard hitting. I, I still think that Alcaraz, I said it before, laid out a blueprint now to show that Djokovic won't just win every Wimbledon now. If you, The only thing that Sinner needs to prove in a slam is that he can beat a big player in over a five-set match. If he can do that and he can achieve that maybe even on the way to a final or a semi-final, then I think that he will have conquered another mental demon. For, for me, Sinner, all he's doing right now is ticking one thing off at a time and then becoming the complete tennis player. The Daniel Medvedev thing was so important for him. The fact he's got over that hump and now he got over the Djokovic hump when he played him at the Tour Finals as well, beat him again in Davis Cup. I think that now he's going to be mentally stronger. We just need to see, and his body doesn't look like it's uh, letting him down anymore as well. So there's a lot of positive signs for Yannick Sinner. His furthest he's ever been is at Wimbledon as well, the semi-final. Who knows? Djokovic might come out before, and maybe it leaves it open for a new winner. So Ben currently only has Djokovic winning one slam so far, and that is the first one of the year, the same as me. Does he have him winning the US Open? No, he don't. I do not. No, Djokovic. No, I don't. Ben's US Open crown. 
No, and I think uh, I think you even posed questions to to Julie when we spoke to her, saying like, what would be more important to you, or even to do you think to Djokovic maybe would it be? I still think he will start off the year very strong because that first one is undeniable. There's like everybody comes back, everybody should be fresh. Djokovic should be able to win the Australian Open. Then it's about picking and choosing the tournaments that he wants to play and he wants to win, he wants to do well in. And I still think that Olympics is going to be in the corner of his eye the whole time. Obviously, this will be after the Olympics. But I think Daniel Medvedev, he came back uh, with a bang last year. I think he was, he was the Medvedev we know and love. The fact Sinner was able to beat that Medvedev is even more impressive. The fact Djokovic was able to beat him at the US Open, I thought was amazing and in straight sets. But I feel that if Daniel Medvedev's on his game and the others aren't, his is the US Open. It's like his, his tournament. Yeah, and I've got to have Carlos Alcaraz winning a slam. I've got him world number one. <laughs> and this is the last slam of the year. I True. think he's going to end strongly. I think he's going to be a bit different to last year and start the year okay, get into finals, semi-finals, and probably end the year winning these finals and, trying, and turning them around. He's, of course, already won the US Open, and I fancy him to win it again. Let's move on to the Olympics. And I've got wow. Carlos Alcaraz also winning that. And that is basic. That's that's based off my theory that he's going to end stronger. And he's going to go on to win the Olympics, then play the US Open and win that as well. And everyone's going to be looking at him like, oh, Carlos Alcaraz, he's back. He's looking good. Just like Yannick Sinner did towards the last year. We're going to see Carlos Alcaraz do something similar this year. He's going to be playing the doubles, I believe, Carlos Alcaraz, with Rafael Nadal. So, I mean, wow. Potentially, we could see him win the doubles and the singles. I mean, just those two playing together would just be a sight, wouldn't it? Just brilliant. I can't wait to even watch that, if that's the thing. Imagine that yeah. Djokovic is on the well, other end of the net. Who would sure. he... Yeah, for sure. I've gone with Djokovic, though. I feel that... He said it in his post-match press conferences at all the back end of 2023. The aim for 2024 is win the Olympics. It's the one thing that seems to be sat empty in his trophy cabinet right now. There's an Olympics section with nothing in it. Well, nothing gold. <laughs> he needs to get that gold medal. And he really, really just wants to... I think he's going to aim for Monte Carlo. He's going to aim for the Olympics and he was going to aim, I'm sure he'll try and win the Australian Open as well. He'll probably try and win some of the others, but I still get a feeling. Probably. This... Of course he's going to try and win the US Open and Wimbledon, Ben. He'll do his best to win still everything, but in... he's not going to be his focus. There's something in... Yeah, there's something inside me that says that the change from like going from clay at the French Open to grass at Wimbledon to then clay again at the olympics it just makes me then feel hard. like the wimbledon this year is gonna it's gonna take a slightly a back seat yeah i don't do. know why there's it part of me do, thinks that Djokovic may like he may go out like at semi-final or something i mean that's that's that sounds still quite deep but for him that would probably be a big failure but i feel that that would give him more time to prepare <laughs> going forward for the olympics that's always going to be in his mind, I feel, and it may affect some of his results in the uh, in the prior tournaments. Yeah, at the Olympics, I don't see Rafa winning it at all. I don't think he'll be in for a shot for a medal. But what I do think is we'll have these two in the final. 
Uh, and I'm anticipating oh. Djokovic to win the silver medal and Alcaraz to win ah. the Olympics and take the gold with Rafa sitting there cheering him on courtside for Spain in Paris. Vision it now. Right. <laughs> I think that's it. Let us know your predictions in the comments section below. Thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe and we'll be doing a 2024 predictions for the women's very, very soon. Um, anything left to say, Ben? No, uh, just I hope that this new ranking point system helps me out. <laughs> and uh, please, everybody stay fit and healthy so you finish inside my top 10. There we go. Thanks for watching. See you soon. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.